Okay, class and everybody watching or listening, welcome back. Um, we had a little time off um, and we are back with another visitor, another friend of the class, Joe Wagner. Um, and he is the owner and operator of WDWmousing.com, which is a, an amazing resource of, in my opinion, a, a very historical approach to the parks, uh, the Walt Disney World parks, um, and getting into the backstory of a lot of what goes on in the parks, some of the stories of things that were uh, attractions in the parks and, and kind of some of those untold stories, how those attractions came to be. Um, and so it's very, very interesting. And, and I've wanted to talk to Joe for a while about it. Um, and so first, I want to welcome Joe um, to the class and the podcast. Thank you. And thank you. if you could give us um, your background as to how you became a fan of, of Disney, how were you introduced, how did you become a fan, and then walk us up to today um, and your fandom, and then we'll talk about WDW Mousing. Oh, it's very, very simple. Um, probably over 25 years ago, my wife and I went down on vacation, and uh, we were just blown away by the, the service the, they, let's just say that Disney knew how to take care of their customers. Uh, we went there, it was uh, 11 days that we stayed at, uh, at the Swan Hotel the first time. And um, we enjoyed it. We, we were all over the place. My son came along also. He had a friend with him and we, it was perfectly safe. He was uh, probably at that about 13 years old at that time. And uh, we let him, him and his friend just go at the nighttime. We set a place where we were going to eat and we would all meet there. Um, and, and they had a great time. We had a great time. It was a relaxing vacation. Um, and when we came home, we said, all right, why don't we go again next year? And we've been going for the last 25 years, about three, four times a year. Okay. Um, and we, we enjoyed it. We really do. It's, it's, you know, a lot of people have asked me, why, why do you go to Disney? Uh, don't you want to go other places? Well, we do go other places. We've gone on cruises. We've been to Europe. We've been to other places too. But we always gravitate back to Disney because we find it relaxing. Mm -hmm. We actually find it relaxing. We don't go when the crowds go there. We don't go in the summertime. It's also hot down in Florida, so <laughs> we, we try to avoid that. Uh, we go January, um, sometimes in May, mostly in September um, at the uh, Wine and Food Festival. Um, and we enjoy it. We just walk around and we, we enjoy going there. We yeah. do relax. Okay. So what is a, on, on, on one of your more relaxing visits kind of what what's a typical what's a typical day or typical schedule that that y'all follow when you're down there all right the first day that we're there we always go to the magic kingdom okay and as we get into the magic kingdom the town square 
Over to your left is the, what you call the exhibition hall. It's called, it used to be called the exhibition hall. I forget what it's called now, but that's where um, Mickey and Minnie um, have meet and greet mm -hmm. in there. And on the veranda, they have rocking chairs. Mm -hmm. Now we'll, we'll come in and we'll sit at the rocking chairs with a cup of coffee or a cappuccino or whatever we can get. And we'll sit there for maybe an hour to two hours watching people come in. We just okay. enjoy that. We just, it's kind of relaxing to watching people come in. Um, and we've done that for the last 25 years. Okay. In fact, there's a picture in one of my, one of my uh, chapters on Magic Kingdom about the veranda. <clears throat> so, um, and, then, and then we may decide to either stay in that park or go somewhere else. Yeah. It's we, we're annual pass holders, so we can we were able to go anywhere we wanted to at any time that we did. And we usually either walked around, um, went into any attractions that we felt like, took pictures as as usual, um, or left and went to another park. Yeah. Okay. And so a lot of times that you go, you, you said, especially now, you go um and one thing you do is you take a lot of pictures um, and, and this will lead us into WDW mousing, but um, what kinds of things are you looking for when you take pictures? Are you looking for, do you focus on the small details? Do you focus on the bigger picture? Is it a little bit of everything that you're, that you're looking for when you're there? Um. What I'm looking for is the storylines okay. of, of each one of the attractions. And I'm looking at how they connected um, and taking pictures of you know, the, the small details. I, I'm gonna take the larger pictures of, as you've seen, if you've gone through my, uh, <clears throat> my stories, the chapters, you've seen that I've taken the, the large pictures, but I've also gotten down to the details as to, okay, why, you know, little signs that are that are at some of the attractions that people just don't see on yeah. a regular basis and then they wonder well why was that there and i try to then explain why certain things are where they are okay um and um because there's so many like one of the things I like doing is I like going and looking at the small details and I like telling people that I'm with um, kind of these small trivia points. Um, some of them are kind of the, you know, maybe the easier that, that a lot of people know, the, you know, the pavement being a different color and down the middle of Liberty Square. But then there are some of the minor, the smaller details that, that I've picked up along the way or people have, have told me about. Um, and one of them is um, a, 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 a plaque with a quote from Randy Pausch that I've yet to find um, in, in fantasy land. Um, and I believe it is by the carousel. It's, it's somewhere in front of the carousel. Um, and so those are those Randy Pausch being, um, he was, he's the author of the book, The Last Lecture. Um, it's a very inspiring story for anybody who, who wants to go and read or listen about that. Um, so I really like seeing those, those little details. Um, 
what are some of the more interesting details you have come across in your time there? Well, when you go into Magic Kingdom, just before you go under the railroad and go in, there's a plaque up on top, mm -hmm. you know, where, where it basically states that beyond this, <clears throat> it's, it's a place of imagination. It's today and tomorrow. And, uh, and what you call a, it, it kind of sets up the tone of what you're going to see in there. Now, a lot of people don't see that sign because they're rushing to get in into the park. But that sign, uh, I, I wish I had it in front of me, but uh, I, I think you know which, which sign mm -hmm. I'm talking about. <clears throat> um, I find that sign interesting. Um, and in, in, in most of the parks, there are lots of signs like that that are all over the place that are that are that you have to you know you have to look for them but they are there yeah uh, like on the um runaway train not the runaway train the uh, uh what's called a thunder mountain yeah when you now i like i said before is i'd like to get on the standby lanes because you get to walk through and you get time to see what's, what's there. And the Imagineers have taken their time and effort to put a lot of detail into, into keeping you entertained if you wanna be entertained by looking around and reading what's in there. There's so much like in the, run, in the uh, Thunder Mountain train in the, in the, by, uh, the standby, that uh, that tells a story about the train itself and about how it was done, uh, who who started it, and by by the way, if you're looking for Rosita, she's there also. Well, she was there. Yeah. <laughs> Since you have uh, what you call it the <clears throat> what you call it, the um, enchanted in, 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 in tiki yeah. house behind you i was thinking of rosita where's rosita yeah. <laughs> well, she's over, she was over at the thund yeah. thunder mountain uh but there's so much details there like okay you know you, you got to take off your shoes before you leave this place because they want to make sure that gold that doesn't yeah. leave the place they have the gold register as to which mountain or which tunnel is making the most and there's a lot of interesting background and back detail behind that forget about the ride i mean i sometimes go go on the lines just to get the details and don't even go on the rides i i do that at space mountain i mean i do like the ride but there's so much detail as you yeah. walk in space mountain that a lot of people i like going on a standby lane because you take your time as you're going through and you get a chance to see everything that's there yeah um I mean, I hope I answered the question. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that's great. That, thank you. The, so the, the next thing is um, wdwmousing.com. Um, as, as I said in my introduction, I see it as this, this great wealth of historical information on the parks and on the different attractions and the different lands within the parks. Um, can you, can you talk to us about WDW Mousing as far as what got you started um, wanting to write about it, actually starting to write about it, and then um, 
kind of walk us through like what your plans are uh, for the current and future of the of the site. And it, it's something that's available to everybody, I should say as well. Um, well, I started WDW uh, about uh, about four or five years ago. Okay. And basically I was looking for something to keep me occupied. And since I like photography and I take a lot of pictures and I like Disney, it was just a, a natural match. I've been to Disney, as I said before, you know, three times, hold on a second. <laughs> Sorry, I turned no off worries. the phone. No worries. Uh, I've been to Disney so many times. And when we got came back, I said, all right, you know, maybe I should write. Yeah, I enjoy, enjoy writing. Um, and we know a lot about Disney and we've experienced a lot of things there. We've taken all of the attractions, we've done all the tours. <clears throat> and I said, you know, and as I said before, we sit on the veranda and watch people come into the parks mm -hmm. and how many people race through the yeah. parks and you can see them opening up the maps and saying, well, I gotta go to this ride, I gotta go to that ride, I gotta go here. And you wonder how much they actually saw of Disney. And then when they go home, they say, okay, I spent all this money, but what did I see? And, and I want to give an opportunity for those who are interested in Disney and learn a little more about what they saw or what they didn't see mm -hmm. to be able to read about it and try to explain, okay, why does it exist? Why is a ride there? Why is that attraction <clears throat> popular and why isn't it popular? Uh, there are some attractions at the Magic Kingdom that I don't understand why they're so popular, uh, but you find out why they're popular when you finally take the, you know, most people used to take the Fast Pass and now take the Genie Plus yeah. and go run through and miss 90% of what the ride was supposed to be about or what the attraction was supposed to be about. Um, probably one of, one of the best examples is, um, and I use Magic Kingdom mainly because uh, it's probably the best one for giving the examples as to, as you walk through the park, <clears throat> and I always tell people to make sure you turn around every once in a while, you know, look above, look down, turn left, turn around, and then turn around and see, see what else you can mm -hmm. see. But as you go through Main Street and you head over to Adventureland, when you turn around as you hit the, the bridge that goes to Adventureland, you can't see Main Street anymore. Yeah. Okay. And it's specifically designed so that you're, you're, you're going through the changes but you don't realize it until you've actually gone through the change and you turn around and you look, okay, wait a minute. The what you call Main Street is gone and I've got Adventureland in front of me and now you're absorbed into that area. Uh, and I find that with a lot, of, a lot of areas that's, I mean, most of the areas that is exactly the same way. 
You know, same thing as in Animal Kingdom. When you walk over the bridge to go to Dinoland, all of a sudden you've gone from, okay, from <clears throat> uh, Discovery Island, which looks like Disney, uh, it looks like what you call it, uh, Dinoland, but you get over the bridge and all of a sudden it's different. Yeah. And you look back and you see, okay, there's, you can't tell where you cut off or where it's changed. But you've gone over into Dino Land, and it's totally different than Dino Land as it was over in uh, Discovery Island. Yeah. So I've, I've. <clears throat> so what, what I've done is, I've written WDW with the intention of giving an opportunity to people who have either want to know more about Disney, or those who have gone to Disney and said, okay. Well, wait a minute. How, why is this there? You know, or I missed something, didn't I? And it gives them an opportunity, kind of, when they read my chapters, is to get a little more background, a little more understanding as to why Disney did certain things. Yeah. Or why why the Imagineers had put in certain things and done certain things. Yeah. And um, I will, I'll link wdwmousing.com um, in the show notes for people that are watching or listening. Um, and then also for, for the students in the class, um, they, I have a running list on the syllabus of, of different resources. Um, and so we will we'll add this and, and talk about this one in the class as well. For those who like having that kind of background and like you said the the stories of the details why are some details there and um so so far um what what's on what i can see on the site is is you've you've gone through hollywood studios you've gone through uh magic kingdom well, you I'm are going finished. i'm finished with magic kingdom. but not hollywood Except, studios right but hollywood studios i'm still working on okay. in fact uh I've stopped at the um, Echo Lake mm -hmm. and I've, I've got chapters ready for Muppets, okay. <clears throat> for the Muppet area. And it had changed so many times over the years as to what it was called and what it belonged to. Now it's called um, Grant Avenue or Grant Street. Mm -hmm. um, but I plan to do that and finish, uh, get that out. I'm right now, I've been putting up chapters on <clears throat> Dino Land, or mm -hmm. basically of the Magic Animal Kingdom. And the reason why I've gone to Animal Kingdom is because I haven't gone for two years because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, not that I have gone back. I've also noticed that I've got to do a number of updates and go backwards and update yeah. some of the chapters. That I've and I've started on the Magic Kingdom, and you'll see that coming up soon. Or you may not see it, and it's a sudden. There's so subtle. Yeah. Some of the changes, um, but I've decided to go with uh, Animal Kingdom and continue with that because that has seen the least amount of changes. Mm -hmm. So I've written, and I'm finished with uh, Asia and heading over to Africa, which is couple of chapters away from before it gets on on the uh on the website um but i've i've just recently been there and i spent a lot of time in asia and africa as well as uh, pandora 
<clears throat> and taking a lot of pictures and also trying to make a measure of, okay, I'm gonna start writing and particularly in Pandora, what do I have to change? And there's really not a lot that I have to change there either. So yeah. I can finish off Animal Kingdom and basically without too many updates or changes. And hopefully some of the restaurants that are supposed to be open or stores that are supposed to be open will be open by the time I get these chapters out. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, if, you've, if you've noticed, I've also put in a, a note about Epcot. Yeah. That I'm not doing Epcot right now, mainly because they've made so many changes and then made changes to the changes <laughs> <laughs> that... I'm waiting until they finally decide what they're going to do at the front of the park, what they're going to do with the rest of the park. I'm not sure if Mary Poppins is going to go to England yeah. or not. Uh, Ratatouille finally got done, uh, which was an excellent ride. I, I do recommend that people try to go to go on that. Um, but a lot of the, like I said earlier, when we talked earlier is there's still a lot of things missing and also people that are missing they're bringing back the um the college program yeah so that they'll start bringing some some of the the natives who are like in like in germany you know when i was there we went to germany and i was used to having people speak german there and i found that there was nobody there that spoke german <laughs> Um, and in a few few other restaurants like England, it was they were local servers who are not English. Yeah. And I was used to having English speaking. Well, they were English speaking anyway. But <clears throat> but people who are familiar with Great Britain. Yeah. And can give you background as to what their culture is and what their what their likes and dislikes are. Yeah, and for for people who who don't know the the that cultural exchange program is coming back cultural representative program yeah. it's coming back um and it's also i mean epcot is like i don't know how many chapters <clears throat> i'm going to do on epcot but it, it would it could easily be 50 or 60 by itself with all of the like what was the original <laughs> intent of epcot and and a lot of people know the backstory i guess the stories of planning epcot and what mm -hmm. the what Walt Disney, the man, his images were of Epcot and what Epcot has become. And then that was just at the opening. And then the changes that have been made since then. And um, I still, one thing that I still see Epcot as, I see it as, and, and they have done away with the, the term or the, the acronym experimental prototype community of tomorrow. I still see it as very experimental in that um, it is very educational. You, you see, you, you are seeing a lot of different things while you're there, but I also think it's, it's experimental because it, it really is the park where it has experienced the most amount of change, I think, um, and, and will continue to experience the most amount of change. And I, I think that actually goes to, in my view, that goes to what the intent was, not the intent of it being a living working city, but the intent that it is something that, it, that is changing 
and, and helping people to experience new things, learn new things. And I know, you know, people will talk about the IP in the park and the introduction of all the IP in Epcot. Well, frankly, IP has been an intellectual property has been a Disney park since the beginning. That's how, that's why Disneyland was built is for intellectual property reasons. But, you know, it, it that is such an interesting park because with the exception of <clears throat> some of the things in World Showcase, and there's been a lot of changes in World Showcase, but with the exception of that, almost everything else has changed. You know, you think of what was there on opening day of Epcot Center that has not either change either the pavilion itself is different <clears throat> or no longer there or kind of the the scope of the experiences are different um the attractions are different rethemings things like that so it is a very very interesting park i'm i'm looking forward to to i'm looking forward for the park to get to a place where you can start writing about it because you said it, it's going through so many changes right now because I want to experience that. But then I also, I'm looking forward to reading um, your research and your writing on it um, because it is such a fascinating property. There's a lot to write about. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Particularly when you start off at the very beginning and the you're, you're right, there, there have been so many changes. I mean, it's like the horizon, <clears throat> mm -hmm. you know, the, uh, the the wonderful life uh, pavilion. Yeah. Um, well, now with universe and <clears throat> and energy. Yeah, universe of energy now being. I mean, it's it's just yeah, changed. Yeah. Even even the globe has changed. Mm -hmm. You know, spaceship Earth has changed. Um, with the the original narrators that were in there, and that and the, the, there have been five narrators already on in that uh, pavilion. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so much going on. I mean, when I first went to uh, <clears throat> to Disney, there were no, there was no soaring. Yeah. 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 It was, it was, you went in there and you walked around and you kind of looked, okay, what's this place going to be? What's, there's only one ride in here. It's, it was interesting, but it was not enough to attract everybody to come there. It was empty most of the time. Yeah. Now it's, pretty much pretty full <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and it, it's one of the most interesting it, it's one of the most interesting pavilions um and living with the land is, is great um because of what you see it's also great because it's a, it's a very long ride and and air conditioning and and out of the florida heat most of the time um <laughs> this the last time you were at epcot did you did you go over, did you see the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride? It had just opened up um, the last week we were there. And unfortunately, okay. we didn't get a pass or anything like that. Uh, okay. So, and, and I still had to board it, um, surrounded with the shrubbery and only okay. allowing guests who had passes to go. I think the week before we, when we got there, the first week they were the cast members that were allowed to go. And okay. it wasn't until the third week we were there that uh, they allowed, um, you know, uh, annual pass holders to go, but we didn't, we didn't get on 
online to get registered yeah. or anything. Yeah. So we missed that that opportunity. Um, because I'm interested to see, and I've and I've I've heard stories about it that you know they they do have callbacks to original Epcot Center or maybe not original. They have callbacks to late '80s, early '90s Epcot Center, um, in in kind of the queue area, and and I'm also interested to see what type of homage they pay to Universe of Energy in there, because you know typically they will pay some sort of homage to an attraction, um, you know sometimes where that attraction was. Um, sometimes where it wasn't one, you know, one example I'm thinking of is a magic kingdom, um, at Winnie the Pooh. I think the deed to Toad Hall is still at the Winnie the Pooh ride. Yes, it still um, is. And then actually in, so that's where that ride was, but then over at Haunted Mansion, when you're walking out of the building, um, and you walk past the graveyard, you see the headstone for, um, for to Mr. Toad. Um, mm -hmm. which I think is really interesting. And then, so they always have these cool ways to pay like tribute to all of these things. And I just listened to a podcast about the, um, or um, a brief discussion on a podcast about the different ways the Imagineers um, mm -hmm. kind of honored um, in Galaxy's Edge, what came before it, you know, the, the, the backlot tour and lights, motor action, things like that. So I, I'm always, I love hearing about all of that. Uh, one thing I want to, I want to talk about, and I didn't get through all of it, um, but with Echo Lake in Hollywood Studios, because you write a lot about Echo Lake in Hollywood Studios, mm -hmm. um, and I think that is an area that. When people walk by, it's kind of, it's on the way to something. It's on the way now to Galaxy's Edge, or you walk past it to get to um, what is now Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Maybe you walk past to get to Indiana Jones Adventure, which is Echo Lake, but um, it's such an interesting area. And it's, it's such like, it, it, there's, there's a lot of history behind it. So can you talk to us specifically about Echo Lake and what you wrote about Echo Lake and some of the kind of the, the details in there? Well, Echo Lake actually had, has a lot of history behind it. And there's a lot of reference to, to Walt Disney and to Roy. Um, like um, as you come, come into Echo Lake, the first building there is actually the Keystone building. Mm -hmm. And if you look up on the top, on the second floor there, you'll see signs up there. And the signs of reference, it, it, and if you don't know the history behind Disney, this kind of helps in understanding some of the history <clears throat> where the, the second floor was supposed to be where Disney and Roy had their first studio. Mm -hmm. And there's actually a sign up there that says, you know, for rent. And that means that they had moved to the new location. That's what, that's what the reference is for. And it's also what you call it on the first floor, you'll see a door that says, um, uh, it's a real estate agent. And that was their neighbor on that second floor. Okay. Um, I forget what the name is on the real estate agent. 
<clears throat> but as you as you walk further, well, also there's a lot about um, the what you call the rocketeer. Yeah, yeah. Um, what you call which again, you, you've got to know rocketeer in order to understand where it ties in with PV's soda yeah. fountain or stand there. Um, and there's a lot of if you look really carefully, you'll see the the helmet, the jetpack, and one of the and the two signs that are in there behind it is the blueprint behind the sign. Or or or, it's, or I should say their menu is written on the blueprint. Yeah. Now if you're looking for a blueprint, it's it's actually white. Plus there are magazines and newspaper clippings on the other side where if you read that it talks about the rocketeer now there's a lot of other things if you were there when the backlot tour still existed there were a lot of rocketeer leftovers mm -hmm. that were in the uh, the uh, backlot tour i mean there's a the backlot tour when i finally get to that it's going to take me a while to write yeah. that because there's a lot to write about the black back black yeah. tour, even though it's gone, which it's kind of hurt me really deeply because I, I enjoyed the back lot tour. I enjoyed riding through it. And a lot of people said, well, why are we riding, seeing all this junk here and stuff like that. But everything that they had there is related to something yeah. that happened, either a movie <clears throat> or some attraction that they had. Um, it was just so much, so much information, including Disney's plane. Yeah. That yeah. used to, to find uh, Florida. <clears throat> uh, I enjoyed to call it um, Catastrophe Canyon. Mm -hmm. That was fun. I don't know if you've you've gone yeah. to that. Yeah. The, okay, the first the first times we went, <clears throat> we went on the backlot. And and my experience with the backlot tour was um, because I was younger. Um, it was much like my first times going to any historical location you don't fully appreciate it you know um i appreciate it much more now if i watch videos on it um yeah. and so my experience was this is a two-hour tour to go through catastrophe canyon and catastrophe canyon was like this really cool like um experience of of you know being in a movie and and, and movie sets and everything and then it was, you know, being the age I was when I went, some of the things were cool. I liked seeing, you know, things from the Rocketeer and, and different things like that. But um, I didn't fully appreciate everything that was there. Um, and then obviously, you know, it, it, has, it, it is long gone now, um, having been actually replaced two times, um, or I should say with two separate attractions. Um, so... But yeah, it, it, it. I wanted to comment on that because it, that that was my experience as well. Is is I wish I would have appreciated it a little bit more um, because of the age I was when I went. That that kind of kept me from doing that. But please carry carry on with. I mean, I I agree with you because I wish I appreciated it a lot more when I started going there, and had taken more pictures and notes mm -hmm. <laughs> than. And it's only been in the last five years that I've actually taken a lot more attention to that yeah. and most of the stuff I've had to search online to get get the information. But 
getting back to uh, Echo Lake, as you walk around Echo Lake, <clears throat> you, you, you hit the, what you call it, the, um, the trading post. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know the story behind the trading post. If you see one side, it's, it's Southern California. When you see the other side of it, it's actually a, a fort. Okay. Okay. Because when you go back further back to where the exit is from the um, um, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, yeah. right? <clears throat> Indiana Jones. There's the trucks that are there, the World War II trucks. Now, the Imagineers, and I'm not sure if Steelberg still remembers this. But the Imagineers borrowed those trucks from Steelberg. Okay. And they made sort of a reality. It's kind of like a continuation of what I said about the Magic Kingdom. When you go to the Magic Kingdom and you walk to Adventureland, you look back and it's yeah, it's gone, Main Street. Well, as you come out of the um, uh, Indi Indiana Jones show, you actually walk, if you're walking on that side, leave that side, you actually walk through some of the history behind that because those are the trucks that they used in the first indiana jones movie uh, and as you walk towards the building where the trading post is it, it sort of matches with that it hasn't changed it looks like a a part of the fort uh, until you get around into the store itself but yeah. if you get go into the store itself there's a lot of things in there that you have to look very carefully that that really are for, towards Indiana Jones, like, like the maps, the flags that are in there, the, the fictitious flags, but the flags that are supposedly somewhere, somewhere in Asia, they're supposed to be, but they're not. Yeah. They're fictitious flags <laughs> or Imagineer flags. Yeah. Um, then, then, then as you go around, it, it changes even after you go to Indiana Jones. And what I call the theater district is when you get on, on the other side of the lake there, you see all the theaters that are there. And, you know, there's the uh, Frozen Theater and next to it is um, the Mickey Shorts mm -hmm. Theater. Um, you know, and they, they put that there basically to kind of, okay, get you back to reality and bring you back again to, okay, this is what Disney what else Disney does? Yeah. And yeah. if you look at, turn around and look at the lake, you, you basically with the shrubbery and the uh, bushes there, it re really masks a lot of the things that are on the other side of the lake. So if you look up in the sky, oh, it's, uh, I think it's west, you see the, uh, In the left. Uh, sorry, could you repeat? The, it froze up a little bit. Could okay. you repeat that well, last ten seconds? Maybe? Sure. It, as as you as you look over the lake, and you look off in the distance, you actually see the haunted mansion. I mean, not the haunted mansion, the Tower of Terror mm -hmm. in the background. But it it sort of fits in with the structures, just like it yeah. does over in Epcot. Yep. When you're looking over, um, um, what's called um. Morocco, yeah, you see it. It sort of matches in with Morocco. Yeah, that's <clears throat> one of my that's one of my favorite examples. Is that the Hollywood Tower, the way that it looks in Hollywood Studio, but 
being so close, the park being so close to Epcot, you actually do see it from Epcot. Mm-hmm. And typically you see it over the, your sight line is going, the best view of it will be past Morocco. So it looks like Morocco, it's something, a, a, it looks like the Moroccan architecture um, yeah. in the distance, distance, which is really, really cool. <clears throat> um, one, one thing that I wanted to ask, and it, it's, it, it may be a difficult one, but are there some of the favorite stories you have or most interesting stories you have from writing about the park so far? That's tough to answer. That really <laughs> is tough because I've tried to, you know, I've, I've tried to not to put emotions into the stuff that I've written because I've tried, tried to make it more of a historical type of um, going through the park and seeing things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have kind of put in that I, that I thought this was great that was great one of the things that I don't do is I don't rate restaurants because there's plenty of websites that already do that yeah. to begin with my intention is basically to give you a pictorial tour of Disney of, of Disney World so that you can see where <clears throat> why things are there how they how they are how they got there and why they got there yeah um Probably some of the interesting things that I've I've written about is uh, <clears throat> is actually in Hollywood Studios on Hollywood Boulevard. Okay, going down and up and down the street there, <clears throat> and did the the background on the facades. I don't know if you've read read that chapter yet, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but the facades, each one of them is somewhere in. California, uh, and particularly in LA, where they're all taken from, like, like the first facade you see as you come in is the camera store. Yeah, that camera store actually exists in California, in LA, where where <clears throat> it was a camera store. Now it's a, uh, I think it's a delicatessen or something like okay. that. Um, but as you go down the streets, that you can. I've given the background as to where each one of the stores or each one of the facades came from. Okay. And they're not all connected together in, in one location in LA, but they are all together. <clears throat> and they're supposed to represent what, what the, what LA was like in the thirties and forties. Yeah. I love the music that's down that street. Same thing as uh, sunset Boulevard. I love the music there. Um, the, you go down Sunset Boulevard, the, um, <clears throat> the theater that's at the end, mm-hmm. um, that's supposed to be the Hollywood Bowl. Mm-hmm. In fact, the street that goes around the side of it is the same street that you go to the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. So it's, it's the store that was before that, the, uh, Cathay, yeah, Cathay, um, it's not called theater. It's what it's a cafe center, mm-hmm. center or circle. Um, <clears throat> that used to be the exterior. Interior was a lot of Disney paraphernalia in the windows. Now, now it's basically merchandise that's in the store, mm-hmm. but a lot of paraphernalia. And, and I go through explaining, okay, what that paraphernalia was and how it was related to Disney. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> where he he did um, where he did his shows and showed his his cartoons back in uh, in the Cathay Theater in yeah. in Hollywood, and I mean that's what that whole building is all about. Um, and of course, the haunted mansion. Did you know that the road of uh, rock and roller coaster is related to the haunted mansion? Uh, the, no, I didn't know. To, to Tower Terror, okay. it's they're related. <laughs> they're related because the reason why rock and roller coaster, what what happened there was obviously it was a Halloween night, so uh, a Halloween party up on the tip top club. And the executives of the the building, the rock and roller coaster, was basically the record company. Mm -hmm. The executives from the record company were at the Hollywood, at the okay. Hollywood, uh, the Hollywood uh, hotel. Yeah, the Hollywood Tower. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they were there. And after the elevator disaster occurred, they closed down everything in that area. That's that's the backstory behind that. Okay. It's not 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 where they closed it down, but the backstory is yeah. where they closed that down. And it wasn't until um, Aerosmith got together with the executives at that time, um, recently, that it actually brought the record company back into okay. existence. Yeah, I didn't know so, that. That's really cool. And it's there's a lot of interesting, a lot of stuff that's like that, that where they are connected. Like you said before, is you know, there are there are connections, yeah. even even for things that have gone, there are signs or just background, something, something to remind you of if you know what, where to look, to remind you of, okay, this was here actually. You know, yeah. this this other attraction was here. Yeah. And that's one of the really cool things about Disney parks in general is <clears throat> if you are someone who just wants to go and, and ride as much, then, then you obviously have your charge to do that. Um, but if you want to go and you want the details that you could see those as well. So I, I think it, it's, it's a park built for many different, not just uh, like groups of, consumers but it's built for different types of consumers as well if you are someone who who wants that kind of to see what's on the surface uh, there's a lot to see there and if you want to see some things that are under the surface there there's a lot of stuff there for you mm -hmm. as well so it's really really cool i wanted to ask about um you you have been going for over 25 years you said or for the last 25 years um, and you, you just, you, you got back and you went in May of this year. Um, and some of it is a little, it may be a little bit different, difficult conversation because there, there was a pandemic is a pandemic and an extended park closure in that time. And so some of the things have been impacted and still aren't back and, there are other things that I'm not sure it's still pandemic related, but people can have that conversation. <laughs> um, what are your impressions of the parts when you first started going to now? And where do you think that move, where do you think they move into the future or how they move into the future? 
I'm, I'm trying to be non-political about this, but let's just say that from the very beginning when we started going there is, uh, it was much more accommodating. It was much, how, how can I say it? No, I'll, I'll say, I'll say it anyway. It's, they didn't nickel and dime you all the way, okay? You, you had more freedom, you had more flexibility. You didn't have restrictions like you have now. Um, in fact, when we first went there, they didn't even have fast passes. Yeah. So it, it, when they brought the fast passes, we weren't sure as to whether we were gonna like it or not, but we adapted to it and actually we do, did like it. In fact, I still have some fast passes yeah. hanging on the wall yeah. behind me, um, which I haven't used. I won't be able to use, though. Um, but <clears throat> I just, I, I, I'm just disappointed with the direction that I think it's going. I hope it. I hope it. They change, and we're not going to go. And we're not going to go another until next year into in January. And the reason for that is because there's so many things that still has to get opened up and mm -hmm. still has to get into place to make it at least um, I'm looking for the right word, but anyway, it's it's kind of to make it at least acceptable from yeah. my perspective. Okay. Um, you know, like the dining situation, the stro the stores. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I know they're not going to bring in the fast passes because they've already said they're going to keep those things. I don't particularly care for the reservation system. Um, I'll, I'll be honest about that because you can make reservations for three three days, but I can make meal reservations for two two months. Yeah, it's like okay, how do I know I'm going to get into the park to use the res to go to the to dining where I want to go? Um, we typically end the day at Epcot always, okay. <clears throat> and we like we like eating at the park. Now, what you said for earlier about the uh, <clears throat> about annual pass holders, well, I think the annual pass holders are the ones that really support Disney mm -hmm. because they're the ones that'll eat in the parks and not at the fast food counters, yeah. but they'll go to the restaurants. And that's why they became annual pass holders because they like going to the restaurants in the park. Now I've seen a change there also in the restaurants where 20, 25 years ago, uh, let's just say that the food was acceptable. In the last 25 years, they've gotten some master chefs in there, some really good chefs that have <clears throat> really brought it up to up to where it belongs to, mm -hmm. you know, it's, you go, you, if you're going to pay top money for, for eating at one of their restaurants, you want to make sure you're getting yeah. the best you can, you know? <clears throat> so I've seen that has actually gotten better has, has in the last, particularly last five to 10 years, it has gotten tremendously better. And I see that as continuing there because they're, they're keeping the master chefs, um, and the quality of food when we were there was still excellent. Um, so I don't see that changing in any way. 
But as I said, you know, some of the nickel and diming, I'm not happy with for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately, I've seen that over the 25 years where it's gone, you know, everything has become now, okay, we can make some extra money on this, where someone who's going there, who's just going there the first time, will not see that, yeah. will not know that, are going to accept that, what they're doing right now as, well, well that's normal. I, I've got to get a, a fast or a Genie Plus or a Lightning Plus. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they're at least looking at it from that perspective. But those of us who have been annual pass holders for 25 years, yeah. kind of looking at this stuff and saying, that's not what you did. That's this isn't what Disney wanted. We don't know really for sure. I mean, but it's not what was there originally. You know, they used to have uh, rest places for annual pass holders. They had one in uh, Epcot and on the second floor of the, uh, the American. Imagination. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. American. No, imagine in imagination that is for what you call a Disney vacation TV, club yeah. owners. But they used to used to have up on the second floor where they have now Club 33 in the American experience. Okay. It used to be upstairs. You can go there as as uh, uh, um, <clears throat> as an annual pass holder. They used to be at the Animal Kingdom. There used to be a spot where you got soda and everything else, and you could sit in a cool spot while you're at the park mm -hmm. and kind of chill there. Uh, at the fireworks at the Epcot, they used to have a special place right right next to uh, where where Italy was. The uh, not not <clears throat> not where everybody else stands, or where they have the parties all the time, but on either side of it, okay. they used to have that set aside just for annual pass holders. Those things have gone. Yeah, and we 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 sort of felt important back then. Now we yeah. feel like. What can I say? Second class citizen sometimes. Where well, do you do you think that the do you think that the current or the way that it the way that it is now? Um, do you think it dis encourages people to go to the parks more often? or discourages people to go to return to the parks. Um, so what I'm saying is maybe, you know, maybe you have somebody who they're only, they're only going to be able to go one time in their life. Um, and if it was 20 years ago, maybe they would go and they would say, you know what, we're going to save up money and we're going to go one more time, or we're going to try to go more. Uh, we're people who go, every two or three years, probably something around there. Um, do you think that the, it, there is an encouragement to, to go more often now, or is actually kind of a disincentive to go multiple times in a year, or maybe instead of going every year, a person's going to go every other year. You know, it, it, there are two types of people. There are those like us, who are annual pass holders, who, who love Disney, but we're looking at 
like I said, we're not going until next year. Normally, mm -hmm. we would have gone three times already or go three times this year. But we're not going until next year because I'm hoping that they get back to some sort of normality. Uh, someone who has not been there, well, maybe maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, they'll go there and they, they'll, they'll absorb what they're doing. Yeah. They'll, they'll get dragged into, or I should say, shouldn't be dragged into, but, but they'll be, um, they'll be looking at it as, okay, this is, this is what normally is. So they're not going to go and question anything. Yeah. Unless they're with people like me, who, who's going to question everything, but, um, but they'll go, go and, and they might come back again, or they may not come for another 10, 10 years. Who knows? I mean, there's, there's two types of people. Like I said, it's, it's, it's annual pass holders who go regardless of what. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm, or fortunately I'm retired so I can go anytime I want to, which, yeah. and I can go as long as I want to go down there. So, yeah. but I spend, I spent less time in the parks this time than I did. I would normally go. Okay. Okay. You know, even though I was there for three weeks, I didn't go to another park, you know, God forbid I should do that, but <laughs> <laughs> You know, as, as I tell my sister-in-law, no, that's the other park. That's the other <laughs> park. <clears throat> but we, you know, we'll 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 decide probably in January next year as to how often we're going to go on a regular basis. Okay. It's 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 getting over this hurdle first. You know, first we haven't gone in two years because of the COVID. I think they're still experiencing COVID down there. <clears throat> in, in, you know, they're, they're still putting into place things that are COVID-related. Yeah. Not that there is any COVID, not, not to the extent that it was earlier. Um, so I'm going to wait until next year to kind of make that decision as to, okay, okay. what are we going to do long-term? Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of annual pass holders are thinking the same way. Okay. It's like, okay, you know, yeah, we've gone, we've seen... Mm, We'll go someplace else for a time being, and then we'll come back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll they'll be back. I mean, that's 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 without a doubt they'll be back because Disney is still it's still a theme park. It's not an amusement park. It's a theme park. Yeah. And as and then and that's what you get absorbed into when you're there is the theme of what Disney is all yeah. about. Yeah. Um. To to shift focus a little bit because before we started recording. Um, and I had messaged you before, as, as you know, a lot of the students or students in the class, um, a lot of students are interested in Marvel, especially the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So the students actually do a, a, a paper, a project on what Marvel character they most identify with or characters they most identify with and, and why they identify with them or what they could take from, from those characters to, to help them move forward um in, in their life in college and outside of college and everything um and so i like asking the friends of the class that question um and so before we started recording and i i asked you are you a fan of marvel um you you opened up like this this treasure trove 
of of Marvel fandom. So can you, with, with the, the little bit of time we have left, can you tell us what, what your Marvel fandom is and your, your extensive collection of, of original Marvel comics? Well, as I, as I said before, is I've been, I was collecting Marvel from 61 to 60, 62 uh, when it first started with, let's just say, the, the Silver Age. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I've collected when I was young. I, you know, at the end of the end of the week, or and actually it was monthly that I was put out at that time. Uh, at the end of the month, I took my my dollar, and I went to the grocery store or the uh, soda shop, <clears throat> and I bought as many comics as I could buy at that time. Mm-hmm. And the top top three were always Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, and the Avengers. Okay, but then I I'd expand out to Doctor Strange, the Hulk, Captain America, you know, all the other comics. As as I got more money, I bought more comics, and they were only twelve cents at that time, yeah. so it, it was cheap. I mean, it isn't cheap when at that time yeah. when yeah. you only got a buck to to deal with. Um, <clears throat> And I've collected Marvel comics. In fact, I have from Spider-Man and Fantastic Four and Avengers from one to a hundred. Okay. Then I, when I reached a hundred, I, I started going to college. And unfortunately, I didn't have the money to buy the comics yeah. and I didn't have any place to put them. So I basically had stopped buying comics at that time. Um, and fortunately, I put them in a cabinet down in the, in the basement, and my mother didn't throw them away, <laughs> which she would constantly threaten that she would throw them away. And I said, no, mom, you know, I, I, I'm going to I'm going to read those still, still going <laughs> to read them. Yeah, but you're in college now, you know, you really don't need cop. You know, the story. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've heard it many times. Yeah. Then then when I um, about. 10, 15 years ago, <clears throat> I had gotten all the comics from my mother's house, um, got them here, and I said, all right, what am I going to do with these comics now? So I started putting into, into plastic folders with the cardboard in them and started arranging them and started taking um, on a computer, took pictures of them. I have, I have all of the comics yeah. covers that I had back then. And then I sort of got interested in... All right, buying some of the missing comics that I had yeah. till about, I guess, most of, most of the Spider-Man were up to 300 at that point or 400 or something like that. <clears throat> so I, I picked up some of the missing comics at that time. And then I decided, okay, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand the new direction that Marvel was taking. <clears throat> so at that time it was still, you know, Spider Spider Man was still following his same route. Uh, he had now married uh, um, Mary Mary Ann. Mary Jane, yeah. yeah Mary Jane. Mary, Mary Jane, yeah. <clears throat> um, Stacy was killed. I mean, I I understood all of that, but then it got off into another direction that I kind of got little concerned about. Is like, okay, 
And then I started explaining as an alternate world. It's like, okay, now you're getting a little far-fetched for me. It's not the old comics that I was used to. So I basically had stopped mm -hmm. and I put them in the box and I put them away. I have probably maybe seven boxes and each one of them holds about a hundred comics. So I have okay. about 700 comics, seven, 800 comics tucked away. Yeah. My son says to me, he says, dad, what are you going to do with these? I said, well, I got them in a the closet. They're perfectly safe. And your mom doesn't want to throw them away. I said, I'm glad she's decided to do that. I'm, I'm glad. <clears throat> he says, but aren't they worth something? I said, they're only worth something if someone is willing to buy them. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, they're worth nothing to anyone. And then not not worth anything to me except that they're sitting in a closet now they're all wrapped up and i'm afraid to take them out because i'm going to leave them for my son to kind of figure out what he's going to do yeah he says another thing i gotta send it sell in a yard sale <laughs> i said don't you dare <laughs> um do you since the 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 mcu started um do you keep do you watch the MCU movies and some of like the Sony Marvel movies as well? Do you watch those? Oh yeah, I've I've watched all of them on <clears throat> on which call I have Disney Plus. Okay. Um, okay. I had to watch Disney Plus. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what 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 are your impressions of the MCU and, and like the uh people people talk about the comic accuracy of the mcu and some of the storylines and everything um how do you think they they are doing um with kind of some of the stories and then also you know bringing in more stories for an expanded universe and everything but but what are your impressions of the mcu well i like the movies i do and i've watched all the movies and i've seen them all you know um I understand the storyline that the movies are doing, but I don't know where the storyline connects because I, I'm missing those years. I'm mm -hmm. not sure where it connects with the comics. Okay. I'm sure Marvel has connected them somewhere, but I'm watching them just basically as its own separate unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I enjoy it. The only, the only thing that I find frustrating is they have a whole bunch of new characters. That I have no clue what they were, who they were, where they came from. Uh, they weren't. I do know all the characters that were there back, back in the what you call the '60s, '70s, and mm -hmm. '80s. But after that, it's like okay, they've lost me. Okay. Um, is there a character or characters that you most closely identify with? Well, I wish I was Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> I had identified with him because he was, that was the first comic that I bought. And I, and I followed him for many years after that. And I sort of got pulled in to what he was doing, how he was going through, through high school, he was going off to college. Um, he's a photographer too. So it's, it's kind of like, okay, I don't know if he ever went to Disney. Oh, yes, he did. Actually, I do have a comic where he was at Disney. Okay. okay. It, it was it was a what you call it um, a dental comic or something like that. Okay. 
one of those that they give away at some one of their stores or yeah. dentist stores. But uh, I, I'm more or less what you call it. I like the, okay. I like that uh, what you call it. Um, I like the fact that he was a loner. I'm yeah. kind of a loner, even though the boss says I'm not. She says I'm an expert, ex expert, ex. Well, you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> um, um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm finished. <laughs> I've run out of words. <laughs> so uh, I like to end with a few rapid questions, and these are these uh, mostly deal with the parts, um, and or I'll deal with the parts. And you can explain your answer if you want. You don't have to give any explanation if you don't want. It's up to you. Um, so there's about four or five of them. So first, um, do you have a favorite Disney park or gate? Yes, Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, okay. Now, now the Magic Kingdom, because it's the first park we go to when we're down there. And I love sitting on the veranda, though they didn't have two rocking chairs. They only had one rocking chair last time we were there. Okay. But typically they have four rocking chairs, four or six rocking chairs. And we sit there and just watch people coming in. We enjoy watching people coming in. Yeah. Okay. At any of the parks, do you have a favorite attraction that is a ride? Yeah. Haunted Mansion. Okay. All right. And, and, because there's, there's, I didn't even start on my haunted mansion, but there is so much. Yeah. In fact, it took three chapters to write about haunted mansion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's just so much in there, and the the backstories that you that the cast members have is not the backstory that the Imagineers wanted it to to be. Yeah. And it, and it constantly changes around constantly it's uh you know about the, about the ring that's in the <laughs> that's in the graveyard the front graveyard not the back graveyard but the front graveyard or the one inside the ring that's there it wasn't there originally but it was put in when they did that graveyard um and a lot of a lot of other things explaining as to okay <clears throat> who who the owner was i mean i i put in one of my chapters the um then it's not it's not real, but the family tree of the uh, what you call it um, of the 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 host Gracie. Oh, the Gracie, yes. right? Yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen that yet, but uh, it, it it is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, I have the link to where it goes to. Okay. All right. Um, favorite attraction? That's a show. Um, I like the what you call it, the Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Now it's it's strange for me to like Beauty and the Beast, but I think it's the best representation of the original okay. that they that they actually they've done on stage. Okay. The singing is great. The choreography is great. Now, now that's not. The first one that I loved, the first one I loved was actually the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Which was in the old theater at the back of the parking, at back of the Hollywood studio. 
Yeah. Unfortunately, it's gone. So is that gone? Yeah. <clears throat> um, that that's actually I was going to ask um, a favorite extinct attraction. So we'll start with favorite extinct attraction. That's a ride. Well, there's lots of them. <laughs> You're asking the wrong person because there's a lot of them. Uh, favorite extinct attraction. I would say that it's probably um, Horizon, okay. which was which was was it. I got to write about that. It's just, I'm going to have to write about that one. It's just, a, it was an amazing ride yeah. um, that you went through. Um, so much I still remember about that. But I, I watched a video just recently where some guys snuck in Horizon and did back scene. It's oh, Horizon. Okay. It, yeah. it took a lot away because I didn't see the back, yeah. the back lot of the, or back, uh, backstage of on horizon yeah though they were caught <laughs> yeah um and then the the ex extinct attraction that's a show is that hunchback of notre dame mm -hmm. okay um <clears throat> that was just, excuse me that was just fabulous that was just the beginning where the jugglers started off yeah and prepping prepping the crowd and getting warmed up and then when they started, I mean, it was just the music and it was, it was just excellent. Yeah. My wife and I loved that show. I think, uh, and the last one is if there was one thing and it could, it could be your extinct attraction as a ride or a show, or it could be something else. If there was one thing that, um, Disney said, Joe will bring back. What would you want them to bring back? Hmm. <sighs> Actually, um, the uh, what you call it? Um, God, I, I forget the name of it. It, it was in um, the Wonders of Life. Okay. Cranium, cranium control. Yeah, cranium control. control. <clears throat> that that. My wife loved that ride. I mean, yeah. the, it wasn't a ride; it was a show, actually. Yeah. But it was just my Training son command, at the time sorry. was about the same age as the kid that was in the show. Yeah, and I keep keep looking at him and saying, you know, is that you? Yeah, is that you? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you for thank you for doing this. Um, this was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to to read through WDW Mousing and. Um, to, to see all of the research you have done behind it and, and the pictorial tour that you're giving it. So um, for people who, who want to look up WDW Mousing or want to contact you, what's the best way to do that? Well, in on the, what you call each chapter has on at the bottom, <clears throat> what you call it, a spot where they can put some questions in there okay. also as to where they can get find me on Facebook or on uh, or email me okay all right and Joe thank you so much for this um this was Harry, thank you this was a, a, a lot of fun so yeah. thank you have a great thank rest you of your very day. much and thank you and we'll see you take care bye
Well, that's going to do it for another episode of the Being a Fan of Disney podcast. I'm your host, Cody Haver. I want to take this opportunity to thank everyone for joining us and listening and to say that I hope you found the information, whether content covered in class or interviews with guests, fun, informational, entertaining, and even inspiring. If you want to follow along with the class, you can do so by following me on Twitter at chaverphd. That's C-H-A-V-A-R-D-P-H-D. Or by joining the public group on Facebook, Being a Fan of Disney. If you want to engage with any of the guests we've had in class, their contact information is included in each of the show notes. So again, thank you for joining us. It was a great time having you. If you like what you hear, please share this out so other people can engage with the information, possibly learn more about their Disney fandom and their love for all things Disney related. With that, thank you again and have a great day.